0: Love black queens with introspective See the world from a dope perspective Type that's real heavy on the intellect we can't be the only ones i'm gail i'm b thank you once again for being with us it's going to be an exciting show i can barely wait but before we get to it i have no idea what the topic is nice. <laughs> i'm just giving energy out there for whatever it is
1: hopefully her topic doesn't <laughs> suck <laughs>
0: But first, what we know doesn't suck is our moments of gratitude.
1: Yay! Oh, yes. Um, so, for my moment of gratitude, I think today is World Mental Health Day. Um, so, to acknowledge mental health and my journey in therapy, I am thankful for therapy. Um I think if anyone can afford i actually really do think that it should just be free and that everyone should have access to mental health as needed um but at the same time i am grateful that you know i have insurance and that it covers it so i'm happy for it and i was telling her because she was we were talking about something and she's like well, you do this, but you stopped. I say because you're doing such a good job. Look at you. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> that means you're doing your job. So, I mean, I'm, I'm very thankful for therapy and the route. And I've said it before. Alina's in therapy as well. And I just think that everyone should have access to mental health um, because not everyone is fortunate or has the tools to do it on their own. So happy world mental health day i hope you all are taking care of yourselves as you can and i'm thankful for therapy
0: hmm that's nice i didn't know it was world mental health day i can't keep but every day is something pretty much so i, I just kind of unless it's something that applies to me i guess i didn't think i don't know i just didn't see that today but what am i grateful for Well, I guess I'm kind of grateful. Uh, A couple of my um, friends, and they've asked. I don't call out their names. I don't know why, but I'll ignore. I'll go with that. They sent um, because of the podcast. They sent two pillows. Oh, nice! One, and they're like one is made. It says blessing, blessed, but inside the fabric that's made, it says grateful.
1: Oh, how nice. And then the
0: actual pillow that says grateful with a little rose on it. So, and I, I, they just said they're sending me a little something, you know, to help you support the podcast. I thought that was so nice of them. So I'm grateful for talented friends. What's, I'm, what's up? I'm not sure if they made it. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> talented and generous friends that they're just thoughtful people out there that Just do nice things for no that you didn't ask for. Just just be nice to be nice. Okay. And and I'm grateful that I I know people like that. So I'm very grateful for that. It's it's, it made my day.
1: That's great, and they look nice. Mm -hmm. They're really pretty. I like the color scheme. It's very fall. Yes. Pretty nice. Oh. hey so this week's topic is mine and um i kind of wanted to do icebreakers i think you know Gail and i know each other pretty well you guys are getting to know us as well and i just thought like let's have an icebreaker one just to go through 21 questions random questions and see how the answers go okay and here's Ryston, hi! He shows up. Oh, <laughs> it's like, I don't know what's going on, but I want to be part of it. All right, so if you want to, we can go where you answer the question first, and then I answer the question first, and next second oh, question. Oh, whatever you suggest is sure. So that way we kind of go. So the first question is, what do you rebel against?
0: Stupid. How? <laughs> I can't even, I just can't tolerate stupid people. I just, I, I, and I'm not talking about people who just don't know something. Mm-hmm. But when it's fairly obvious what's going on and you just are just so dumb to it, like, come on, just stop, please. I can't handle it. I just, I, I, don't, I have a very low tolerance for people who just want to be stupid because it's easier they don't want to think because it's easier not to. I understand. And that just, you know, and that to me is so, solely different from someone who just doesn't know and asks, "Well, what is
1: this, or how do we do this?" Well, how do you re- rebel against it then?
0: I just ignore them. I, I'm, I'm not. You're doing friends. a
1: protest.
0: Yeah, I do. <laughs> I just, I just, mm, can't do you. you can do a protest.
1: I want to say that I um probably rebel against not most societal norms, but I'm always in question of why we're doing things. And if it doesn't make sense to me, I just don't participate in it. I don't care how long it's been going on. If I okay. sit back and I think about something and someone says to me well that's the way it's always been or this is the way it was 2,000 years ago I'm just kind of like does it still apply and so then I try to shift that and I notice um, even when it comes to womanhood like I just feel like that's something I even rebel against because I just feel like society puts that on who you should be and we're not getting who we are. Okay. I get it. Yeah. So, the next question is, what do you wish someone taught you a long time ago? And I would say that people's opinions of you do not matter. I wish I would have known that earlier in life. Um... Especially during my teenage years because I think that's the point in time where you're like And I guess it is inevitable because that's where you're you're gonna lean more towards your friends But just that whole need and I guess going back to the first question of wanting to like Caring about what people thought and moving in ways that wasn't probably what you wanted to do but what other people wanted you to do so more so Not necessarily caring about other people's opinion. Now, I'm pretty good at it, but I wish I would have known that earlier. Because you were younger. When I was much younger. And really took it in. Not like been told it, but had been able to accept it.
0: Gosh, you're so complex. I just wish somebody had taught me how to ride a bike earlier.
1: That's fine.
0: I would know. And I, I'm glad that they have now adult tricycles, See, I, they're silly looking, the- and you've got to really go past that for yourself, and also you can tip over in them easily. But um, I wish somebody had, you know, I wish my mother would have allowed me to learn how to ride a bike earlier, because I was very athletic, I had great balance at, when I was younger, I did, you know, uh, all kinds of gymnastic stuff, so I had balance. So it would not have been a, a problem for me to learn. It's just she implanted a fear.
1: About, oh, so she kept you away from Oh, writing. yeah,
0: because in my neighborhood, at least two kids died. Uh, they got hit by a car. Others had broken bones or other things happened to them. And she was just like, mm-mm, not you. Get back in the house. Get in your bubble. So, and I never learned. Okay.
1: Well, is it too late? Well,
0: I, I have a tricycle. I'm good. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, you're still riding. Yes.
1: You're still riding, <laughs> So you'll answer first the next time. What's the most amazing fact that you know?
0: Wow, the most amazing fact to that you. I know? Hmm. That's probably not the most amazing thing, but it was really kind of cool when I learned it is that you can float in deep water with no real effort. If you just don't get afraid and let your body go, you can float in and, and time enough for someone to drown you. I mean, to, to fight, get you before you drown. If you're not freaking out. Right. If you freak out, when you fight, you actually, the way that you're fighting does something to what your body does. Mm-hmm. And it actually has you go down. Because oh, okay. in deep water, the water will buoy you up if you just relax and let it go because there 's salt, yes, yeah, so it was like and and I learned that at the Y because I always um, I almost drowned at a lake, so my mother made me take swimming and which is so ironic i couldn 't learn how to ride a bike, but I had to learn how to swim, not to drown, but that 's another story but and when I, every, time, every year I'd go to the pool and they'd say, who, who can swim? And I'd always say, I can and I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but finally, the, and you'd be in the shallow water. And this one um, instructor, he said, go ahead, jump in the He said, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to jump in the deep water, but don't panic when you start to sink. Just relax and put your head back. And I was like, "Okay, so I did it, and my body came up, and I didn't drown there you go and now when I, I so that was to me was like a cool thing. I didn't know how it all worked, but and it's partly I think a little bit of physics. I have no idea, yeah, so it was just a cool thing,
1: cool um my most amazing fact comes from p b s but of course um <laughs> some animal (laughs) no it's not even about the animal Um, but the most amazing fact that I learned this year um, was on the molecule that made us which was about water and earth and it was really interesting but I guess we've set up so much dams to cut off water and you know China, United States we just have cut off so much water supply that i think the amount of water is significantly less that goes into the ocean than what previously has done because of human intervention and because the water is basically held up we've basically tilted the earth so i just thought i mean i thought that can't be good so somebody could fall off now yeah, because it's flat earth. <laughs> yeah. Y'all just keep walking, and then you will fall oh, off the earth. You be
0: someone on you. You're going to slide. You're
1: really going to slide because it's tilted. So you guys be careful. <laughs> no. First of all, I'm not a flat earther. <laughs> <But Okay. laughs> I don't know if Gail is. No. But no, I'm not a flat no, earther. But yes, so the earth has tilted on its axis due to human intervention, which is probably no bueno, but it is what it is. Yes. Wow. It is what it is. Okay. What's something that was once important but is now becoming less and less relevant? You go first, because I'm my 1st last one. Oh, sure. That is me. Hold on. I got to think about this. Um, what's something that was once important, but is now becoming less and less relevant? Um, the first thing that's popping off into my head is people's approval of me. Um, and you know, being able to please people without considering myself. So that has kind of like, I don't mind helping people or being able to assist people, but I know that there's part of me that I just can't continue to give. Mm -hmm. So I think we're taught again to like give, 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 give but never really to say no you shouldn't give too much or you know think that you have to please other people so that has kind of gone out the way so with that people pleasing you're giving more to yourself and then it seems like you're being selfish but i don't necessarily care so that (laughs) okay because it's like a, a little yin and yang thing going on where i can But at a certain point in time, I can't be depleted either. So, I don't necessarily. What was the question again? What's something that was once important but is now becoming less and less relevant? Now, is it just to me or the world? It could be anything, however you interpret that. Well, I think,
0: and it's not necessarily a good thing.
1: It can be bad, I mean.
0: Yeah, I think it is kind of a bad thing. Courtesy. Okay. You know, that used to be a really important thing that, you know, if you're going to a door, people would open it for you, saying thank you and please. please. Mm-hmm. And would you, could you, instead of do. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of giving people demands yep. in your daily life, you know, just, and, and just being courteous. It should be. It's so unimportant now that when you are courteous to someone, it's like a huge surprise. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, when you say something nice to somebody at the supermarket or any place, wow, thanks, that's really so nice of you. It's so huge now when
1: it it used to be a course of how you operated. Well, for another fact empathy has like dwindled since the 1970s in the United States so we are a less empathetic people because if you were empathetic you would you know as a culture you would kind of be able to put yourself in that position to then be able to say I wouldn't like that so let me rectify it but that makes sense for like what, 30, 40 years? Yeah. Empathy, No common just,
0: There's no common courtesy anymore. Yeah, it's there's dwindled.
1: No gratefulness. Yeah, it's dwindled. It has
0: to be big. Oh, like a grand gesture. Yes. You know, then uh, look at birth. The same thing in that can be viewed not just in um, greetings or courteousness one to another, strangers to other people, but even in families and and things that we do. You can't just have a simple birthday party. It has to be huge. Like those gender
1: reveal parties that burn up half of California. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, they... they, (laughs) otherwise it didn't happen we're just not we've lost the level of just courtesy and the smallness of things that they're important
1: yeah I would I would agree and I mean now I'm hoping that with the pandemic that we are being a little bit more but I I don't necessarily I mean you can look at the tv and kind of see that it's not there's just I think there are, I would agree that there are less, um, what's the word kind I'm looking for? Or I think kind is a good word, um, to describe it. There are less kind people in the world, but there are, and normally you attract who you are. Right. So those people will kind of self-select each other. That's anyway. true. Yes. So. Thank um, goodness.
0: <laughs> back to the stupid ones He's,
1: <laughs> you're like doing like connect the dots Let's
0: see no courtesy yeah.
1: all right the next one is what culture would you like to learn more about
0: this is going to come really bad because our president is like china is like the worst thing but the the orient I really would like to know more because uh, I've been watching those movies. Oh,
1: you've been watching those K-dramas?
0: Yeah, and I love them. And the way they... they well, what's
1: a K-drama, just in case someone doesn't oh, know? Oh,
0: they're they're like the Japanese love stories. And some of them are the actual American movies that they did it in, in, with, in Japan and, you know, with the translation. The big difference is... A lot of like they have African movies on from other cultures and you can actually have them speak English you can select English okay they've already translated it for you so you can select English and you hear it in English just don't the lip movements don't add up
1: it's like an old Bruce Lee movie
0: right but the Japanese and some of the Chinese and Korean ones no You cannot select English. You have to be able to read it. And after a while, you don't even read it anymore. It kind of all makes sense. And I really, I see some of the things that they do. Some of, they have like a fast food place. It's like dried noodles and you pick out all your other dried food and you put it in the boiling water and you make those noodle things. It is the coolest thing. I would love to go there and do that. And because of them, I actually have found a website with people who are watching them. and <laughs> You found your people? And okay. some people are, are making plans when the COVID is all done and they can really travel freely to go over there and, you know, visit different places like where they film some movies. Oh, that would be nice. Meet some of the people. And I'm like... That is really cool, and I would have never, ever thought to watch it because it doesn't speak English. Mm -hmm. But I'm so glad that a friend told me about them, and I got interested in them. And it just, I really love the culture and different things. I'd really love to know more about it.
1: Funny thing, Alana, she, she watches those, but now she's gone into like Turkish dramas. So she's, like, going down a rabbit hole, too, of, like, different genres. Oh, but drown- they're so
0: emotional. Um, I, I can't watch them too much because you just will cry for days. They're okay. so emotional.
1: I um probably would say, based on my DNA history, it would have to be, like, the Ghana, the Cameroon. I would like to learn as many different dialects um, that are in West Africa. Oh, cool. Um, and really, like, you know, go through their history because I think a lot of the times we're just taught on this end that there's no culture there. And I just refuse to believe what oh, white people... that's so pe- not true. I refuse to believe what the white man tells me. So I just know that there's a deep history and, you know culture and food and a bunch of different things that I know that, you know, they translate probably quite easily because that's where the root is. And so I would love to go ahead and explore the cultures in West Africa. And, you know, you mentioned that and they don't
0: do that down here, but up north. And I don't know if they're still doing it. I remember neighborhoods that would, um, have like culture day of a you know, like mm-hmm. Africa and everybody would come out and not only have the food but they'd have like little lectures where you could learn things and they'd show you lifestyles there and and really get a a feeling a, a sense of what is like to live there.
1: Oh nice.
0: And I've never seen it done down here with well maybe I don't get out enough enough other cultures.
1: Well, Miami's pretty segregated now, so it's really hard to see it. You know what I mean? Like, everyone has their pockets. You can't, now, I will give Miami this. You can go into a portion of Miami and be able to get authentic culture stuff there. And there are different pockets of cultural activities that occur. Hi. But I wouldn't say it's more like a, a mix of, like, people gathering. It's more like, okay, well, there's a Soca, you know, Trinidadian, or, you know, there's a Haitian thing, or there's a Cuban thing, and you can go there and immerse yourself. So I think, and that even is a self-selection as well. Like, when you go to Calle Ocho, do you say, hey, let me go see what they're doing over there? You know what I mean? No matter what race you are, I think you you have to kind of self-select here as well.
0: Okay, yeah. And There's I guess a lot of self selection going it, on. It, it, it was more, um, I don't know, just there was always somebody's neighborhood who was doing something.
1: Yeah. 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 They are doing it, but you again, you'd have to. You'd have to be part of that culture to know it. No, I mean, you knew what was going on. You just have to get there. Oh, okay. They're not going to shun you. Like when you go to Calle Ocho, and even when they used to have the Haitian um flag parade, which I don't know I don't know, I know they're not doing that now. But even when they had that and it used to run across fifty fourth street and like North Miami Avenue up until like sixty second street. There were people from everywhere, everywhere there. So and I mean they had street vendors and stuff like that. So it was just kinda like but you have to it's more of a party or some sort of celebration. That's going on versus it's like communally done, like, hey, this is what we do here. It's like party. Which makes sense because. back in the day, they used to be
0: free. Yeah. You just went. Yeah.
1: Now everything costs. Uh, Ain't nothing free. There you go. All right. So that answers that question. Um, what's the noblest endeavor a person can dedicate their life to? The noblest? Yeah, in your opinion. What is the noblest endeavor? A person can dedicate their life to.
0: Being a missionary. Because you have to totally give up your whatever life you know. To go to another country. And be a missionary there. And it's life threatening. Because the place you're going to go. To try to teach somebody about the Bible and God. is either prohibited. Otherwise they wouldn't need you.
1: Remember that guy, And he went to that island, and every time like they go to the island, they basically want no one there, and they told him, he asked, could he go, and they were like, no, and he went anyways, and then they killed him. Was he a missionary? Yeah, mm. but I mean, they did
0: tell him no. And you just, you, they take their life in their hand. And most missionaries are not supported by a large church. It's usually somebody who decides that they feel like that's their goal or that their, their, what, you know, God has put on their heart for them to do. And they have to get their own funding generally. Now, there are churches who send people out to, to convert, whatever. But missionaries because I know a couple who's doing it now they don't just go they go to show them how they're how not how to live but they go learn how they're living how can I help you improve your life
1: I don't know I have mixed feelings about missionaries I, I feel like don't don't tread on me and don't tread on my they have their own faith and I just feel like in my opinion, if that's what you believe in, that's great. But to go to another culture and then, I mean, it even brings back to, like, the transatlantic, you know, slaves where, you know, they're teaching people civilization. I just feel like mine, to me, mind your business. Well, because I, I, there's one couple that I know, I, I really
0: admire what they're doing because they immerse themselves. They live with the people. And... Sometimes it's helping them learn how to be a little more sanitary, so people don't die of common things that you don't. Know, they don't die from here, and they. She said sometimes they they convert to uh, believe in God, and sometimes they don't. But that's that's their mission to see how can they go with the skills that they have help improve some another person's life. Not so much to change it, but to improve their life, to have a better living situation. Because, for what they said to me, which I really liked, is that everybody can live life better. Some people just don't know how.
1: That, well, again, that is always going to be like on the fence with me just because it's like, going into another culture and superseding but just that's just more so based historically for me for what it is now I do understand and recognize individually that there can have people who have different takes on it but just as an overall theme I can do without it I can do without it um one of I think one of the noblest endeavors that a person can decide to dedicate their life to is to, um, I think a lot of people have different traumas. I think a lot of people have different hangups. I think a lot of people have um, different things that they battle with and cope with. And I think one of the biggest things, especially if you have the means to do so and the time to do it, is to really become the best possible version of you that you can be like flourish as you can and i think when you do you're able to kind of radiate that on because the change is within you that other people notice that it's possible and may pick up on little things that are Okay, well this person went from here to there, and they saw the growth, and they can see that it's possible. So I think that's probably one of the the noblest things that a person can do, is to possibly heal themselves and walk through. And I mean, that's something that I am trying to do, is just to walk through earth continuously flourishing as an individual and trying to be a better be as i can be every day okay um what about adulting has what about becoming adult caught you completely off guard i would have to say the first thing right that popped right at
0: paying bills i would agree I just, I had no idea that my mother and grandmother and father were paying these kind of bills. What the hell?
1: <laughs> I would agree. Bills are like the bane. I would say that would be the same answer for me. Like, these bills don't
0: quit. I think they should have started early. As soon as you could talk, okay, this is going to cost you. <laughs> just letting you know now and so by like 13 this is how much life would have cost you if you were paying so you have a different look on how to whoa no we can't do that
1: (laughs) I know but I I think it it hits you later I think we're all kids you know you live rent-free just like birds and like animals outside I always think they live (laughs) rent-free It's not paying to be here. They're just enjoying their little life. There's a verse
0: in the Bible that says, why should you worry about anything? Look what God does for the birds. They don't worry about Mm -hmm. what they eat, what they wear, where they sleep. None of that.
1: Yeah. So I would agree. Bills are like, they suck. They suck. But luckily... We can pay the bills. Right. But that it is that they is, do suck.
0: Mm, I didn't see that coming.
1: It's extortion.
0: <laughs> bills are extortion.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't see Insurance that coming. Insurance is extortion. I was like, I think you
0: should have warned me that I really had to pay rent to live somewhere.
1: What? Are
0: and you, it was a lot. Like you what?
1: <laughs> I know. Okay. Anywho, leaving the sadness behind, if you could let, if you left your current life behind and ran away to follow your dreams, what would you be doing?
0: That is really a cool question. I'd
1: mean I go live
0: you? in Cuba. Are oh, you go to Cuba? I'd be living in Cuba, working with families to try to help them have better lives. Not so much to convert them to believe in to. For God, but just—they're mainly
1: a Catholic. Well,
0: they, but they do have several because um, uh, my church sponsors a church there. That's how I ended up going to help support that church. But I—I've I, never seen such people that have such a love of life, generous. They got nothing, but they'll give you it. Whatever okay. bit of nothing they have, you are more than welcome to it. And, and not just because you, you're there as a visitor and you say, oh, sure, you're paying, so they're going to be nice. But no, we went to, the second time I went, we went to the places they go. We didn't go to the places that were sort of set up for tourists. Tourist. And we're such arrogant Americans, we think Cuba's been shut down. The world has been going to Cuba, just not America. There you go. And so all of Europe goes to Cuba because the beaches are beautiful. It's a, it's very inexpensive and it's extremely safe there. And, but when you go to where they go, they eat simply, they laugh a lot. And with the oppression that they're living under, there is great joy with them. Okay. And I'm sure there's suffering. Everybody has that, but... Um, I I was just so moved by that. So I would in a heartbeat go live and see whatever I could add to that and learn from that.
1: Okay. Um, If I left my current life behind and just pursued my dreams, I probably would somehow get not filthy rich. I don't want to be filthy rich. But comfortable enough that I could have me a nice little yacht.
0: <laughs> you could pr- cruise by Cuba and pick me up. Yes, I would have <laughs> a nice
1: little yacht and, like, you know, make that my third home. And just cruise around and visit different places and. You know, have that level of like carefreeness. I would be in little high heels all the time with fur and like, kitten heels with fur. I would be so dramatic. I would. It would just be like, where are you going? And it's like breakfast, and I'd be the evening now <laughs> Like it would just be so
0: oh you're like one of the housewives (laughs) it would just
1: be so no i wouldn't be like them because i wouldn't be around people i don't like but (laughs) Uh, but i mean as far as the dressing part some of them some of them because some of them are tacky but it would just be like it'd be like dynasty Think dynasty dressing oh my god and it would just be just over the top
0: okay just you know that's such a difference between mine and yours. <laughs> I'm ready to live in poverty.
1: I'm ready I just to live... want to be joyful. Yeah. I it's can, a, it's a sense of peace. There you go. Um, what do you geek out about? I guess this is mine first. What do I geek out about? Geek as in? Like you get really excited about. Oh, Sing, not in... doing. Experiencing. Oh. So that's. uh oh. All right. <clears throat> I'm gonna sound really nerdy, and we all know what the answer is. We already know. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We already know what the answer is. It's learning. Um, I get geeked out about learning. Um, I like knowing that there are pieces of information that like I've never known before, and I'm like, what? i I just like the surprise of something new, even if it's completely irrelevant to like modern day life. I just like learning anything new and it doesn't even matter p b s seems to be the source of it, but I mean there are other like I get the Smithsonian you know magazine that comes to my email like just whatever's new or something okay. I didn't know and I and I like to just fall into a rabbit hole of whatever it is that I'm learning. I
0: guess I kind of get that about new stuff that I want to try like a, a new phone. I just go over the top to try to do find out and learn everything about that new phone and I don't know any, you know, like when I started out with ceramics, I went to three, four ceram. I went to ceramics for someone else because they needed to learn how to relax. Three, four months later, I owned a kiln. Hmm. I was buying clay to pour. I owned molds. I just went over the top because I wanted to know how to do everything about it. And I mean, if I ever needed to do it again, I'd still the knowledge doesn't go away. Like yeah. what you learn on PBS, you will always have that. So I guess when I want to learn or do something new,
1: you get, you get I, I'll excited go about.
0: all the way and overturn every rock to figure it out to do it. And then once I know it, I'm kind of done with it. I go okay, next. Okay.
1: All righty. If you had your own talk show, who would be your first? Three guests. They can be dead or alive. Mm. Not, I mean, not dead and (laughs) (laughs) alive. Not a sarcophagus or anything that you're opening up. But,
0: (laughs) well, oddly enough, Hitler. Explain. I would really want to know what was he really thinking. I mean, people only surmise what they what he thought like what was what was really going on in his mind when he thought that did he really think he was going to run the world at one time and then what was the plan
1: uh kill everybody that he wasn't fine
0: right but then then what then what how you going to rule when you've killed off everybody and they're going to start coming after you? I just would really I know it just sounds so crazy. But after studying the Holocaust and, and even visiting there, there are just some things like what what was the real
1: was it all really you? I mean, yeah, I could, I could see how one person would be that just. That's where the healing portion comes from. Yeah, and how did you, what, what, what did you do
0: exactly? Was it just threatening people that got them to follow you? Like, did you kill off some of their parents or friends or something? What did you do to get people to follow you in mass? He's
1: probably a charismatic leader. I mean, I think when we think about leadership, we think about all of the great qualities that, okay, they're nice and they're kind, and but that's not what necessarily a leader is. You know, you can have charismatic leaders that have you drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, I so, just, that again, would just
0: intrigue me to like, yeah. what was his real, what was he really thinking most of the time and not what people say? Because they say he wasn't really that talkative. Well, he probably had master skin. I don't know. And that that's I mean, just sort of like, hmm, because he's like a serial killer. He's one of the biggest serial killers out there. Okay. Cuz he maybe personally didn't kill them, but he had them killed. So that is still the definition of a serial killer. And they do intrigue me. Okay. <laughs> you can see the look she gives me. <laughs> like, what? And then my second one would be Oprah. Why so? Because Oprah to me is such a fascinating person, but I wouldn't I wouldn't want to, to I'd want to talk why she doesn't want to marry Stedman and why does she believe or why has her relationship been so successful without marriage or is it actually a marriage, just not a traditional marriage,
1: it's a partnership?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd really like to like uncover that because that's something she really doesn't talk about.
1: Yes, yeah, It looks like they have a partnership
0: and and what level is that? So I would really like to sit down and have girls talk with her. And I could draw her out with French fries. Those are her favorite things that she's not supposed to eat. (laughs) Because of the weight loss thing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Number three. And last but not least, I would like to interview my father. There you go. Because my father was really a cool dude. He was super smart. uh, Also very charismatic. And he was, he gave, to people, he wasn't always the best at everything that he did. But even though he wasn't the best, he made the best of it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is just so intriguing. So, I and I would like to know more about his childhood.
1: Okay. So my first one would be a small group um it would be whatever two it would be four people it would be whatever set of great 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 whatever grandparents those were and i don't think it went that far back but those grandparents that fought in the haitian revolution um because i find that to be such an interesting time that again Part I think a lot of the reasons why they were able to go ahead and band together to have a revolution is because they kept turning over the slaves in Haiti. So you had a lot of young people who weren't, quote unquote, broken into the ways that things were. So because the conditions were so terrible there, you had this mix of people who were like, what the fuck? I'm not doing this. And just their part, because it had to be so thought, well thought of, because not everyone spoke the same language. Not everyone could read, not everyone could write, but they coordinated and they fought. So, and again, obviously somebody lived and had sex, cause I'm here, but just what was it like for them and why they knew that they basically had to kill their 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 oppressors and how they went ahead of, what was their part in wow. that okay so that would be like my little first like group um my second one would probably be jada pinkett I think she's pretty interesting. I think she kind of, you know, not even with the whole red table talk, but, you know, just her co parenting with the, um, Cherie, the first mother of his child, his, and Will Smith's ex wife, that I was just like, you know, they just seem to kind of let their kids be outside of what, they want their child to be, they just, you know, they they kind of let their kids explore who they are and what will make them happy. And I like that even in their relationship, you know, they have explored, you know, what can it, how can I make myself happy? Because I know you can't make me happy. I have to make myself happy. So just her... Um, Especially like her growth, because she grew up in Baltimore, too, in a rough area. And just, you know, how much of that do you carry and how much of that do you leave behind? Mm. So I just, that would be that one. And my third person would be, okay, story time. So earlier this week, well, last week, I, I purchased something from Ulta. And I guess the mail carrier got the address wrong and dropped it off to another neighbor's house. And I'm like waiting on the package. I don't necessarily care because it's just like my excess of like I I like to back up what I buy. So I don't have to like think about it if I run out. It's already there. It's
0: like hoarding. Okay.
1: No, it's not hoarding. (laughs) No. So like my face stuff, like if I open up one of my face creams to like wash my face, I'll buy the backup already.
0: So that way,
1: when I do need it, I'm not trying to find it because it's already a spare there.
0: Okay. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding about that. Okay.
1: So, but anywho, so it was just those. It wasn't even things that I didn't have, but it was just like my backup because I had opened up some some face products. And um, he dropped it off. And left a note and then basically said, um, I'm going to paraphrase what he said. He was like, oh, the the company, this was dropped off to the wrong address. It is the right address, but it was dropped off to the wrong address. And um, I thought you would want whatever was in it so I could use the walk. So I'm just dropping it off. That was cool. Neil. So whoever Neil is, is somebody that, I mean, I can't go there now to meet him but just he i just thought that was such a nice Why can't thing because it's a pandemic i ain't coming up to nobody door oh. cop, okay you don't. i don't know him but i would like to sit down he would be my third guest as an you know just to talk to the neighbor who again a lot of the times people just take your stuff and like well they'll replace it and who how would i know him?
0: I had to go to somebody's house and get my product, and they looked at me and I'm like, oh no, it was delivered here. You signed, this is you.
1: So no, I just thought that was nice. So I would want to like, you know, interview Neil and just have a little smooth conversation with him. Get to know him. Thank
0: you. Well, you might get to do
1: that. I might.
0: That is pretty cool. All
1: right you have to wear a t-shirt with one word on it for one year, what word would you choose? Is it me first? Okay. My word would be stop. Stop? Yeah. Why? Stop. It's like, I mean, if it's one word, it would be like stop. And the reason why it would be the word stop is because I think a lot of us are on autopilot and we're just going about things, not necessarily knowing why we're doing it, caring why we're doing it. And I think if we were all to stop at some point in time and think, I couldn't put think, but that is where it would be. It's just, okay, just stop. Stop for a second. Pause for a second. Really think things through. Really be by yourself. However it works for you, just, or isn't working for you, just stop it. Stop it. So that would be my word.
0: Well, when you said that, the first thing that popped in my head was warrior.
1: Okay. And why? Well, I
0: think we're always in a, in some kind of battle of something. Self, others, work, not work happiness sadness we're there's some war going on or we're observing it going on chaos so you know you have to be a war i think we all in some phases of our lives we must be a warrior uh-huh. to make it to the other side i'd agree like people like even if people with cancer they become warriors they're fighting that enemy uh-huh. so i
1: just think yeah I would wear one that Sid "Warrior." Um, who do you admire the most? That's you first.
0: Who do I admire the most? I guess if to admire somebody be somebody you speak a lot about or talk of often. Yes, would you not agree?
1: Uh, I just, however, you.
0: Well, and I would think I, I admire my grandmother the most. Oh, nice. She grew up uh, tough. You know, she was just off the cusp. She was like a minute away from slavery. Uh-huh. And um, I know she had a hard life. But she was always quick to laugh, quick to smile, quick to give, quick to help. And she she grew up Her family got separated at some point, and uh, she raised her sister's kids when she didn't have anything. She had one husband in the south. She left, married another one up north. At least she was a bigamist. But hey, it worked out. She got both their retirement monies. I
1: ain't mad at her.
0: And she, you know, kept her family and extended family together.
1: What's wrong with bigamy? If you can get two life insurance policies, I don't care what's the problem. <laughs> Does that even like why can't you have multiple people who love you, who are willing to keep you on their papers? Well, if they all
0: know, I guess it's fine. It's when they don't know that's the problem. I guess that yeah, might be that the would thing. be the rub.
1: I mean, but yeah. if, I mean, if you're gonna be it's bigamy. The same thing as, like they don't know that you're married. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they
0: don't know. <laughs>
1: You gotta ask these questions,
0: <laughs> and the government sort of frowns on that. They don't want to pay. The
1: government frowns on everything, but don't yeah. they frown on? But
0: that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's who, I—and she always had such a giving kind. I mean, a lot of what I do in kindness, I learned not because she told me to do it, but I watched her. You saw her. Excuse you me. know, I, all the time. She was always helping somebody else. Doing, and she would fuss now. She'd be fussing at you, but she'd still help you.
1: Um, I would want to say that I admire my mom the most. I think um, coming to America. It's funny because when, when I asked, I'm like, would you have gone to America if you knew it was like this? And she's like, nope, I would not. She's like, I would go somewhere else. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, coming into America in like 1980, pregnant with my sister, and in being, 1980, yeah, that's a tough time. Yeah. And being able to kind of navigate this world and to raise five children, um, mainly by herself, and still be like so bright and so like peaceful like she all she do is mind her business all she do is mind her business she eats what she eats she sleeps and she ain't messing with nobody she really isn't one of those people like well did you hear and not a messy mama nothing and i think and she holds space and that's it's a great thing to be able to hold space and she is someone who, um, she imparts her knowledge easily. Like with really practical wisdom. So, I I do. I admire her a lot. The most. That's cool. Okay. What type of partner would you choose for yourself? I think I have to answer this first. Um, I would, I'm going to write it down. I would choose someone that is because I can't date somebody stupid Um, Mm. appealing to my eyeballs so I'm gonna put it that way you know he doesn't have to be handsome to the rest of the world but he has to be appealing to my eyeballs Um, someone who is okay with not having any kids because I'm pretty sure that ship has sailed for me um, so I don't need anybody counting my eggs and my ovaries (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) can they do that I guess they can yeah
1: Yeah. tracking my cycle trying to trap me Um, someone who is willing to give me my space when I need it Um, because I just I can't necessarily be up under someone like that which I guess goes back to like the Oprah thing. Like, I'm sure she just gets away from him, and you know, you just chilling. I don't care that. And then, so I guess I don't want to be fickle, but financially secure and doesn't mind spoiling me as they see fit. And I, I don't mean like sprinkle it like once a year. Like <laughs> just.
0: <laughs> but you just said as they see fit.
1: If yeah, they have but it
0: both ways if they this see is what it i want on occasion this
1: is what i want well
0: then you should say you know spoil me yeah, lavishly on of often.
1: well it doesn't have to be lavish but whatever it is you know if i say something i know you're listening because somehow some way you've made it occur so it doesn't necessarily have to be like monetary. Let's say I say, "Oh my god, I like this movie." And you plan a date to watch that movie. Oh, that's that's, nice. that's like a little bit different. But someone who is kind of inventive in that sense and also somebody that's been healing themselves cuz I am not a rehabilitation for broken men. I'm saying that now <laughs> on record. <laughs> If you got issues, I hope you're working on them because I'm not the one late night for you to be like, well, when I was five, mm-mm. Mm-mm. We'll hook
0: you up with a therapist.
1: Let me give you the number.
0: <laughs> like, Make your own appointment.
1: So somebody who's working on themselves and you know, somebody that just I don't want them to adore me, but I just want them to be able to respect me. And be able to say, hey, B, what do you want? And then just give it to me. To make it happen. To make it happen or support it. Okay.
0: Uh, Let's see. I want someone who is mature but not old. That is youthful but not young. That is thoughtful but not domineering. That is kind, but not too generous. And that would care about what I do, but not tell me how to do it. Oh, okay. You know, uh, at this point in my life, I don't, I don't need someone to orchestrate it. You know, allow me to share my life with you at the level I would like to, and vice versa. Okay. You know, and to spend um quality time with each other and it doesn't necessarily mean that we're together twenty four seven, but when we are together it's purposeful, it's meaningful. Even if it's just sitting and reading a book, you know, I'm reading a book, he's watching T V or whatever. And I definitely I'm sorry, I just can't do a man who does sports twenty four seven. If that's what your life is, go ahead and enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't want someone. Now, I don't care if you're a sports fan. That's great. I mean, but I just am not that deep into it myself that you would can, take up all of your day. Oh, yes. And then, no. Mm-mm. And I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. Get your friends. But, and somebody who definitely uh, is a church goer, you don't have to live at the church. But I want you to be going to a church and I'd like you to be uh, that you've accepted Jesus Christ, as your personal savior, because we can't walk that walk together unless we're together. okay. In the same emotional mindset of that. But the biggest thing for me is not to to be mature, but not old because I meet older men and oh, my Lord, they're old. They they make me old talking to them. Because they just want to sit. Oh, I sit and watch TV. Well, so do I. But I also, I watch more TV now because of the pandemic. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, that's not my life. I'm not on the couch 24-7 watching TV. You yeah. know, I didn't retire. to. I don't want to retire to watch television. But I, I just don't want, to, but I don't want a young, a young buck either. I, I don't have the energy for that. <laughs> I just, you know, every once in a while, maybe, but not on a regular, but
1: anywho. (laughs) So, oh, one last thing. I do want a friend. I do want friendship within my relationship. That's one thing I did miss. Um, Because I think that will carry a lot. And you you want
0: devotion, too, on both sides. Yeah. I want to be devoted to them and they're devoted to me. And you want that. Yeah. Because if you're devoted to someone else then you're going to make you're going to make ways for them in your life as
1: well that would be the i hope so um what song best describes your life is it me first no it's you first what song best describes your life wow I can't even. Do you want to go back to that and we look up a song and then add that? I don't
0: know if I have a song that describes my life. Mm-hmm. I can't. It would have to be a, 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 a like a, a playlist. <laughs>
1: You'd have a playlist.
0: I, I don't know that I, I have one. You have one song that describes your life? This
1: was just a random question. Well no,
0: I'm asking you, do you have one? Do I
1: um Oh, I think I don't wanna say that it describes my life. But it might you know what? It might. This might be it. What is it? It is wait. Oh. I like this song. <laughs> So I would say, and I don't even want to, when I when I think about songs, I just don't think about it as, like, literally. So even with that, like, me rebelling against what society tells me, when I hear it, I'm like, okay, yeah, y'all don't know me. I'm just not one of your little toys. See, no, I, you know? I, could,
0: I couldn't even, no, I couldn't even think of a song. I'm, a, I'm so eclectic with all my different music. I never listen to a song and say, this is my life.
1: I know, it's not about your life. But I, but I
0: watch Hallmark movies and think, that's me.
1: Okay, so Guess <laughs> Life is a Hallmark movie. There you go. <laughs> if you were the eighth dwarf, what would your name be? If I was the eighth dwarf? Yes, from... Um, Blessed. From, what is it called? Snow White. There you go. I'd be blessed. You'd be blessed. I would be Odaumonia, which is translates. Like... <laughs> well, I think the doors
0: could don't... pronounce that.
1: <laughs> they better <laughs> learn. I will be. Eudaimonia, and I might be saying that wrong, which is um, Human Flourishing. That would be my dwarf name. Oh, that's me. Okay, I, wow. Mm. Um. <laughs> that's my alarm, telling me it's 846. Time to go to bed. Um well, it might be sleepy if there wasn't a sleepy already. Is there a sleepy? Yeah. Okay, see uh, <laughs> nappy. <laughs> could be no, nappy. I'm not nappy. Like to take a nap. I know. Napping. But no. Napping. Um would you rather be filthy, rich, and live four hundred years ago? Same you. Or be middle class today. So it'd either be who I am
0: now. <laughs> Uh, four hundred years ago, it'd be
1: filthy rich.
0: I don't think four hundred years ago, rich was a thing. Four hundred
1: in the sixteen hundred, sixteen
0: twenty, and I'd still be black.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if they'd let me keep it. Even no running toilet paper, <laughs> no running toilets, See, no electricity. Know. That kind of
0: stuff wouldn't bother me because by you 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 would not know you didn't have it
1: because you're rich. Right. I mean, you did not have to be rich in the United States. I
0: think I'd take the 400 years and rich just to give it a whirl. You've already known. It's
1: like to be on the side. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so long as it's not America. And so long as I'm not being invaded. I think I would be filthy rich somewhere else. Like yeah, I
0: would do that just to give it a whirl.
1: Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a. This is going to be. Unless you can do it, <clears throat> we're gonna pause. What? And do you want to speak like Shakespeare for the rest of the game? N- no, I no. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I can't do that. I don't even know how
0: Shakespeare spoke. Why do it thou <laughs> do this thou? <Well>, do this duty. <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to pass on that one. <laughs> I don't do
1: that. You say I try to translate everything to English, and I'll be talking.
0: Me and Languages struggle. Okay. Hmm. I could do Southern Bay. What's
1: the most awkward romantic encounter you've ever had?
0: Oh. (laughs) Went to dinner with someone. We're having a wonderful dinner. My mother introduced us. Mm -hmm. Good looking guy. Worked for a company my mother knew through her job. Wonderful dinner. And in walks his wife. Oh, okay. What (laughs) about (laughs) awkward? And he had the audacity to say to me, say, just, I'm going to introduce you, but we work together. What? (laughs) No, boo, I can't do
1: that. (laughs) Did you lie?
0: Oh, no. I got my little things together and said, this must be your seat.
1: (laughs) Mm Mm-mm. Um, all right. I had someone in my life who would, and I guess it might have been an insecurity of his. So while we were in the bed, he would ask about other people's size. Like, have you? I know. Really? And it was just so weird. I think the question was have you had anyone bigger than this? And I was like, yes.
0: And I mean, <laughs> Even if it's not true. No, it was asked, true.
1: Yes. No, it was true. But it was just kind of like, who does that in the throes of passion?
0: Oh, he wasn't in the throes of passion.
1: It was just kind of. He was
0: someplace else.
1: It was just the weirdest <laughs> thing for something. For sure someone. he's
0: not dating guys now?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I mean, it's like a borderline he, issue right
0: there. I don't know, <laughs>
1: but I just thought it was very interesting that he cared about the size of someone else's member. Yeah. So that was just really, and I mean, you can't lie, because I don't believe in lying to men about like their performance. Well, see, the
0: fact that you have to ask, I would have just emptied up the game. Oh uh, no. I, I, I no, I didn't
1: lie. No, I wasn't lying, and better. But hey, you're here yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just that was just so weird okay and me uh, <clears throat> i guess what is the most important thing in your life is it me first i might be me oh
0: i don't No. well i'd say the most important thing for me in my life Right now is just having some um, peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Just just living and residing in the world of peace. Good. Peace at work, peace at home, peace in my car. Because I, I realize now I'm not going to be able to do the world peace thing. No, That's not going to happen. <laughs> so the only world that I can i can get peace in is my world yeah so that's one of the most important things peace in my world
1: um i mean by default because i have a growing child (laughs) you know would be the most important thing i think um it's it's a journey another reason why i don't want to have other kids because how much do you have to put in their little asses it's just It's a lot. And, I mean, it's worth it. Uh, But, oh, my goodness. But she is. She's the most important thing.
0: Well, I'll say this. I've thought about this recently with talking to someone I work with. And I wish I'd, looking back, and I think I may even said it to you, I wish I'd have more children rather than the one.
1: Wow.
0: As as being older now. Because then the more children you have, because I have friends who have four and five kids, they they retired twenty years ago and visit all their children. That that's what they spend their year. I, I don't even know if this. I see her on Instagram. I, I won't say her name out loud. I'm not even sure she has house, because she's always at one of her kids. That's no. how she travels. And when she, they when they are tired of her visiting, they go, Mom, you want to cruise? You want to go someplace? They send her off, expense paid, for three or four weeks. Well, there are some people
1: who do that. I know. Um, tonton george he does that and he just goes but these are his nieces and nephews so i think it's more about how you sustain those relationships too so and with the
0: one child with julian i mean there's a lot like if i were to ask julian there's not i'm pretty sure there's not anything i couldn't ask him for that he wouldn't do for me yeah and um and i see how he's raised his children and you know to me, it's remarkable that he's still married twenty some years mm-hmm. when uh, who do you know that in that age group, that gender group right there that's been married that long, yeah, they just don't stay kids don't stay married anymore but
1: yeah if i things. if I
0: had any piece of advice to have more for your retirement plans um, <laughs> uh, just a thought, yeah, hmm. Adopt uh, no, no. <laughs> them. Yeah. Develop those relationships. Like Paul, my nephew, Paul, would probably, yeah, he, he would.
1: Yeah. So cultivate those. I mean, I have nieces and nephews. So that I'm okay with. But my my baby factory is boarded up. <laughs> Out of order.
0: No, you never know.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, you never know. But at the same time, at this moment in the pandemic, it is boarded up. I ain't having no pandemic, baby. um <clears throat> What is something unexpected that has changed about you in the last few years?
0: I would have to say how I view myself uh-huh mm-hmm. you know i I see myself who I am now is not the person I saw myself. 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I have really developed in somebody I truly do like.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: And I, I don't really, and uh, when you talk about how people think about you, uh, I think you've even seen me matriculate that to where I got to a point where, okay, they don't, okay, I can't either. Okay. So I, 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 I kind of like who I am, where I am, and I'm, I'm good with me?
1: Um, I would say um, trusting that everything is going to be okay and letting things be. Um, that, that was a lesson that I learned when I quit my job the first time. But when I quit my job the first time, it was just kind of like, okay, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I think I'm going to be okay. And then just doing what I felt that I needed to do, and it paid off. I think if I did not have that year to reset, I I would have probably like really been in a bad place now. Yeah, But because I had that year to just reset and think about things and take in different perspectives and really, you know, not know what was going to happen, but trust that whatever was going to happen was going to be okay. And so I think that worked out a lot was that there was just like a fearlessness about it. There was a letting go of things. And I'm even at that point right now where there's a big shakeup with how I interact with certain people that I've done as well recently. And I have to sit with it. So again, it's just trusting and letting go and knowing that I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, you know, something unexpected because in my 20s, I wouldn't have um thought so, and even in my twenties, like if you would have told me I was gonna eat kale for breakfast every day, I'd be like, You a lie, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and even that it seems weird to have, but I'm like, okay, yeah, this is what I wanna have, so just trusting that whatever decision that I'm making is probably better for me in the long run and sticking to that notion. And our last question, because Gail did not want to, to I can't do a Shakespeare accent either. See,
0: try to blame me. <laughs> I don't think so, girl.
1: Now, if you want to do some ghetto talk, we can get down with that. <laughs> what do you think the secret to a good life is? And I think, I, I guess, there can be multiple secrets. Well, I
0: think that the biggest secret is just finding out who you are. Spending time with who you are and who you want to be. hmm And I know some people, some, some of my friends listening will say, well, you know, it was faith in God, belief in God, or it's prayer. But it's all of those things. It's what you believe in. hmm and do you have a dedication to what you believe in, no matter what it is? Because if you are a flip-flopper, this week you're doing this, two months later you're doing that, it's kind of hard sometimes to really hone in and see the success of things. Mm-hmm. You, you must get, what are you completing in life? What are you holding dear in life? What are you um, marching to? And maintaining. Mm-hmm. Because life cannot be successful one if you don't take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's not to mean that you won't have some type of sickness or illness. You may. But if you haven't taken care of yourself, then you won't take care of that.
1: Yeah, your breakdown will probably be e- even more debilitating. So I just think it's a, a it's
0: you have to have some type of focus and all of the, all of the things that we discuss, most of them round up in a ball to be you have to have some confidence in you, mm-hmm. you have to have some trust in you and the surroundings you are in, and you have to be comfortable to change mm-hmm. and acceptance of change, and you must have something rooted. You must be rooted in something. For me, it's my faith in God. That's what has me rooted. Uh-huh. But if you you got to have something that you're rooted in because a tree can't grow unless it's been planted. Uh-huh. So I just think that's, a, that's, that's what makes your life successful.
1: Uh, I would say the secret to a good life is the relationships having good relationships with people around you and being able to love on them and being able to accept the love as well um i think that's the secret to a good life is the people that you have around you are sometimes most of the time again we Mm self-select we do we self-select who we have in our lives and they are a reflection of you and so if the people around you aren't loving and they aren't loving on themselves you're you're going to pick up on that so i think and and the vice versa people around you are loving on themselves and loving on you and open to love and you know getting it both ways i think that makes a difference because that is another individual that you can depend on so I think having a good life requires you know a concerted effort in your social bonds whether or not it's the man that will spoil you or the friend that you call but or the you know your family members as well those relationships that you cultivate but I think that's um, a, a good secret to life is the relationships that you have and the love that you share with them.
0: If you're not, but you have to cultivate you first to even get there.
1: Yeah, and sometimes they show you the way
0: because you can you can see some people who are struggling. That, and I I I go back to Facebook and Instagram. I I can see the strugglers what they post. Mm-hmm. If they're constantly posting these heal, 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 heal. Okay, who are you really healing if you ain't a psychologist? You're just speaking out loud to yourself. Because mm-hmm. most of the time we are, we, I found in life, you learn the most when you're sharing with someone else. Because what you're telling them boomerangs to you. Mm-hmm. You actually get to hear it. Yeah. And maybe you're thinking it, but you can't seem to act on it. But when you tell somebody else, it boomerangs on you, and then it starts to grow and flourish. So if you don't have people to do that with, you're right. You're going to miss something in life.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. All right. So we've done our questions. I just thought as we are, you know, we've been doing this for some weeks. And normally when we talk about things, we're talking about one specific topic and then, you know, we tend to do some research about it. And I had another one planned, um, which I'll reserve for the next one, maybe. Depends. But, um, yeah, I just was like, let's just... I know, and some, some of my aunts would be like, Hitler, what's wrong with her? Well, you should know. Ask, and I'll tell you. There you go. <laughs> so, um, I, were we are going to add the self-care thing? Okay. Okay, so what we decided, you know, we do our gratitude thing, and I want to say we're pretty good at taking care of ourselves. And so alternately one of us will share a self-care thing that we do that we feel to be impactful so because i have the topic this week this week is gals what is one thing that you do to participate in self-care i would recommend this to
0: everyone man or woman child or whatever facials yeah professionally done facials Find a school or find someone, you know, I don't care where you find them. Make sure they're reputable. Just don't go anywhere. And I'm not just talking about doing the little facials at home. That's great. That's wonderful. But going out and having a facial done makes such the difference in your skin. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so often people will say to me, oh, wow, you have great. Even when I have a facial, they say you have great skin. From a little girl, my, that was one of the things my mother taught, take care of your skin. So that's the one, if you don't do anything else, squirrel away a couple of bucks to have, go out and have a facial done. The whole process is such a moment it's
1: soothing too. that you
0: would just absolutely love it. I try to do it twice a month.
1: Ballin'.
0: Yeah. Oh, somebody Uh-oh. was rich 400 years ago they would be, they'd be living in my house like, uh-uh. that would be a daily thing to have your face well, on my yacht <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when
1: I get that together. just
0: come on by Cuba and pick me up so I can get that facial I might be behind the times
1: so, yeah, we just thought we'd share a, a self-care, one of our self-care things. Because, I mean, I think all of us needs a reminder to take care of ourselves every once and in a while. And just make yourself
0: feel good.
1: Because yeah. you're pretty. Yes. Yes, you are. I'm going to take care of you. So, that was our episode, Gail. Thank you for going through everything except for speaking in a Shakespearean Accent, um, um, that we probably both would have done so terribly at. (laughs) We've been so bad at it. Alina would have probably did well because she was speaking a British accent, but we would have just.
0: I have no clue. Did Shakespeare speak? I don't know. I'm only reading, never heard him.
1: Okay, not that old. I didn't say anything. All right, so as always, please like, subscribe share, leave comments, you know, um, thank you all so much for this journey. I'm enjoying doing the podcast every week. It's really fun doing it. And I just like the content.
0: Yes, I enjoy it. I just
1: like having the conversation. So this one did run off a little longer, but, you know, you guys got all your first date questions out the way. (laughs) So if you...
0: Please don't ask anyone on your first date to speak like Shakespeare. Do a Southern drawl or something. Don't Whatever. Do
1: Shakespeare. Whatever, but yes. But if you ain't got the coins, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And oh wait, with, wait, 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 And with that, sorry, I was tickling myself that I didn't do it enough. As always, um, be safe. Be well, be easy, and be blessed. And again, Alina is with her Faja again. So be. All right. (laughs) Bye.
0: Bye. (laughs)